Well, we're leading into the big 4th of July weekend and everything is upside down. I'm here with Robin Elander today. She's the interim executive director of the Downtown Santa Barbara organization. And she's going to talk about what the governor's recent rollbacks mean for downtown. As we know, restaurants can no longer serve food indoors. They can only serve outdoors. Breweries, pubs, they can't serve at all. They can't be open at all. They were ordered to close. There's a lot of confusion about where people should be going, what should they should be doing, should they be going to the beaches, should they not? Well, we've got everything sort of shut down this weekend, and there's a lot of people who have a lot of perspectives and opinions on things, and Robin is going to sort of try to put it into a context and perspective and talk about how downtown businesses are reacting to all of this, sort of the lay of the land today, and where things are headed down the road. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with her. We recorded this just um, a couple days here before the 4th of July, and um, she's got a lot of answers. Remember, you can find more podcasts like this at SantaBarbaraTalks.com. And thanks to Kiva Cowork, as always, for supporting these podcasts. Welcome to Santa Barbara Talks with Josh Molina. I'm here today with Robin Elander, Interim Executive Director of the Downtown Santa Barbara Organization. How are you today, Robin? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for making some time. We're at this sort of really important, critical moment again with the pandemic. And I wanted to talk to you because you are on the front lines of what's been happening. This has been a really pivotal week. The governor just said that we're going to roll back some of the opening. And I wanted you to sort of talk a little bit about what the impact is going to be for businesses downtown. Restaurants can only serve outdoors now. Bars and pubs have to close. Uh, tell me what's going on. Put this into perspective for people who are just sort of wondering, like, what's happening? Yeah, so cases across really the nation and the world, but particularly in California and in our county. So Santa Barbara, along with 19 other counties within California, have been on what they're referring to as a watch list of increasing cases. And what they've done is they've explored and looked at those cases over the last 14 days, and we have not um, lowered our cases in that time frame. And so because hospitalizations are going up, the governor has issued an order that uh, requires uh, businesses to particularly if they cannot be modified to operate outside or by pickup, they would have to close. So specifically dine-in restaurants, wineries or tasting rooms, movie theaters, family entertainment centers, for example, uh, bowling alleys, miniature golf, uh, batting cages or arcades, zoos and museums or card rooms. So if they're not able to operate outdoors, they will have to close. Fortunately, though, Downtown has many different um, outdoor spaces now that have been, as part of this pedestrianized version of State Street, a lot of businesses have taken advantage of using uh, a parklet or an outdoor space for their restaurant. This really is an unfortunate rollback, particularly for bars, breweries, pubs, and lounges. So recently, they have been able to operate 
um, and they have been encouraged to have food as part of their operation, this changes that and that they're no longer able to be open if they're classified as a bar, pub, or brewery. Um, So it is a challenging time for business, obviously, um, in Santa Barbara and beyond. And what this really represents is there's some certainly negative aspects of this. But we did hear today also that the PPP loans have been extended into August 31st. So if people have not um, taken advantage of that yet, they can um, still apply. That has you know, that was supposed to be only till June 30th, so, so that was going to end. But now that's going to be extended. I expect also that there may be other opportunities for businesses to take advantage of. Um, I think that this situation is creating, you know, a situation where they may need to extend the unemployment. Um, Uh, stipends that people are offering and other things like that because now we're really getting into a time where you know people put they invested in their business not only to create these outdoor spaces that are welcoming but now they can't even use them and they brought their um, employees back on and now they're not able to employ them so it's it's really a difficult situation Um, but what we are finding is there's some over time in the past, you know, few weeks to months, there are a lot of businesses that are starting to grow in this new environment. And those that are needing to transition to different business types, there are a lot of openings um, and landlords and property owners are being more flexible in terms of, you know, how much space they might use or, you know, people who they would not have previously had in their space, they are more open to that. So we are seeing that there are some positives coming out of this. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of restaurants are doing better than they have in the downtown area. But this new situation, particularly with bars, brew pubs, you know, is is unfortunate. But, you know, what it's for is to help our community stay healthy and safe. But um, we are in a challenging time for sure. So Am I correct in understanding that if you are one of these breweries or brew pubs and primarily you serve alcohol, but you also serve pizzas or sort of like light appetizers, you can't stay open even if you say, hey, we also serve food? That's not happening anymore? You know, that's that's a a good question. And there are some gray areas. Some of these breweries are more in the direction of a restaurant. Um, But if that's something that they will need to check in with the environmental services office and really get clarification on what is possible for their business, um, they're that particular question mark, like what is the difference between a, a bar and brewery in a restaurant? It really depends on if you are known as being a bar and you are a certain business type under the law mm-hmm. that may that's going to kind of have the difference. But really, there's um there's an email that people can reach out to, and it's ehs admin at sbc phd.org and if they have questions related to their business operation under this new health officer order particularly if they're in that gray area they can reach out to them it's such a yo-yo situation it is so hard i know and it's hard to even 
uptake the amount of information so that you can determine what you should do with it. You know, in the next day, you're in a totally different business environment. It's crazy. What are you hearing from the business owners, the restaurant owners, the bar owners? They, you know, we, we were, they were told to basically close overnight, and there was sort of they were getting used to that new normal. And restaurants all of a sudden adapted, and they were delivering, and, and so all of us were ordering food, and that was no longer like an unusual thing to do. It was sort of part of the, the new way of eating, you know, and so it kind of boosted some of the delivery companies who ordered food. They, of course, had said, you know, we can't survive long term on right. just that, but it's, it's something in the interim. So then we, we go back and we're able to open with expanded dining and social distancing. And, of course, Santa Barbara has done a lot to really allow, as you mentioned, people, restaurant owners, to be able to expand. What are you hearing? Is there a sense of uh, resignation, frustration? Uh, I can imagine that if you don't know from one day to the next and you don't have any sort of certainty that there may be some uh, restaurant owners and business owners who are just – just really on the brink, sort of, and just frustrated and don't know how to continue with all this uncertainty. What are you hearing out there? You know, it's really frustrating and it's stressful for people. I think they're trying to balance, and in some cases, they're working another job or another, uh, they're running some other type of business just to support their existing business and because they're trying to not only support their own livelihood, but the people they're employing. So it's it's a lot of stress for a business owner in this time, and they're, they're doing the best they can. There is a, a lot of partnership and collaboration going on. They are asking for help, and they're getting help from different people who either have gone through parts of it and are trying to help figure out. Uh, but it's it's stressful. It's really stressful. This is a big weekend. It's the 4th of July right. weekend. And Everybody has an opinion on what everybody else should be doing (laughs) and how they spend the weekend. We know that uh, parking lots will be closed, so that's going to be sort of a natural deterrent for people to go to the beach. Uh, People are concerned that, well, people will go to State Street because we've opened up State Street to pedestrians. What's your sort of sense on how we're handling the pandemic locally in terms of balancing that whole issue. You know, the LA Times had a story about State Street, what a success overnight. And so we have some tourists. Uh, But State Street, you know, it has been really awesome the last three weeks. You go out there, there's people. Um, What is your sort of sense on how the city or the community is is handling sort of this this new way of being able to, to survive in the context of the pandemic? Well, I believe you know, it's, it's a mix, but we're going through this together. And I think the city and the business community is being as nimble as possible based on the situation. In other communities, it's taken so much longer to consider having this outdoor dining situation or even uh, closing a street to this extent. But the city and the business community came together and they did it practically overnight. I think there was a lot of concern if that was going to be a good idea, but ultimately it has been, um, taking it to the next level and now seeing the success of State Street and having to balance the situation where, you know, you want people to come to a restaurant or a business 
or you know a, a retail space, but at the same time keeping them safe and having all of the social distancing procedures and everything is is a challenging situation, and especially now this weekend when you know we would we want to have tourists, we want to have as many people as possible usually this weekend would be a great you know fourth of july fireworks lots of people here the the hotels would be full the businesses would be full now we just you know we we pray for it to be tame you know <laughs> and even like, as an event planner as um you know i've manage summer solstice for the past few years we have had to go fully virtual into really we would love to have uh, music and entertainment on state street but that's part of an ordinance until september 8th to not have live entertainment so there's this balance that is taking place but i think we're kind of in this herky-jerky version of it as we show some success growing business back, but then we have to retreat because of the virus. And since we don't have a vaccine, you know, we gather and challenges occur. Yeah, those are good points. We've talked a lot about restaurants and brew pubs. What about retail? How's retail handling all of this with the closures? It's, it's, it's odd, right? If you walk down State Street, you, you see that the retail shops, the antique shops, the t-shirt shops, they're, they're open. Like you can go in there and, uh, you know, you can shop. Uh, restaurants, you can't eat indoors. But what is the, the state of retail on State Street? Are, are things getting better with those vacancies? Or can we have any reason for optimism there at all right now? Each retail situation is a little bit different. But those retailers that are closer to restaurants and places where there's a lot of foot track traffic are doing better. Those that are further away from a restaurant tend to not be getting as much um foot traffic in there. Um, what this is creating, though, is an opportunity for businesses um, who are being really progressive to sell online, to sell outside of the area. And we're seeing a lot of people do some business pivoting mm -hmm. and some that really have had um, a positive marketing situation or kind of a online uh, strategy in advance are still doing pretty well. But those that are trying to get it up and running, it's it's a challenge to get that pushed out right now in this environment. Let's talk a little bit about uh, your organization. Uh, you have um, recently been selected as interim executive director and you've done a lot of things for a long time in this community. Can you tell me a little bit about what the Downtown Association is doing right now for Santa Barbara and, and sort of its role in serving downtown? Sure. So we're actually in a bit of a transition. Um, we, as the Downtown Santa Barbara organization, represent about 1,200 businesses in our district. And traditionally, or at least in the past uh, several years, we have managed uh, what's called a plaza contract with a uh, organization called Block by Block to really focus on maintenance, clean and safety activities, um, you know, managing the planters, uh, steam cleaning the sidewalks, streets, that, that type of thing. Um, just as of uh, the 30th of June, we are transitioning into more of a marketing promotions activations um, mm -hmm. organization. It's not that that wasn't part of it before, but it's more so a part of it. So um, that 
is really going to be our focus here over the next while. So videography of different uh, businesses and doing uh, promotions on social media as well as um, other avenues and really just highlighting the different businesses as well as like activating the streets more so when we can and working as hand in hand with our businesses for business retention services as well. The city council recently awarded your organization $310,000. What kind of uh, use will that serve? Where, Where will that money go? So that's essentially underwriting some of our staffing costs to do some of those marketing activities. So previously we received $655,000 for those other services that I previously mentioned. So this is a transition. Um, It allows the city to consolidate some of their services under the Public Works Department, and it allows us to really laser focus on the, the marketing, videography, these activations, and also supporting businesses with, you know, how to transition through all of this, you know, teaching them a little bit of how to do more of the online marketing aspect or um, just supporting them through this really strange time we're in. Now, you mentioned that you also manage Santa Barbara Summer Solstice Mm -hmm. and that celebration. Can you tell me a little bit about your background and everything you've done in this community for uh, a long time? Sure. So I've been in in Santa Barbara since 2000 and I think 11. Mm -hmm. Um, Prior to that, I was in uh, Ventura managing different projects in their downtown district Mm -hmm. uh, since 2002. I grew up near Buffalo, New York, um, and my parents were both entrepreneurs. Um, so always have been doing something in that space. Um, I went to school in North Carolina f- uh, for Parks Recreation Tours and Management, so always doing programming, um, event planning, uh, campaign management, things like that. But locally, um, for the past five years, I've been serving as the executive director for the Summer Solstice Celebration, so all the parade and festivals over the past few years. I also have a a local consulting company called Global Good Impact, where I've managed many different events and local projects, including uh, Open Streets, which is an event that happened, um, a one-day event on Cabrillo Boulevard a number of years back. We did it for three years where we shut down two miles of Cabrillo and opened it up to people-powered movement. It's kind of an interesting homage to what's happening on State Street Mm -hmm. now. Uh, Very different because now it's, you know, business-focused, but it's kind of the same feeling. We also did that in Carpinteria. In addition to that, I So so a little bit about that. So Mm -hmm. how long ago did you do that event in Cabrillo? I think that was... Seven years ago at this so what, point. So what did that look like? That was where you closed down the street and people did what? So there was about seven different activity oh. zones. Um, some were like yoga in the street or oh. sidewalk with all of the different local um, yoga service providers doing classes. We had another area which was a dance zone mm-hmm. where people could learn different dances, try out different fitness activities. And it was all about sustainable transportation too. So it was getting people out of their car and um, walking, biking, and exploring different ways of um, transit, essentially. So you're kind of ahead of the game here with all of the closing (laughs) State Street and trying different experiential Mm -hmm, activities. mm -hmm. So how interesting. You know, no summer solstice this year, at least the traditional form. Um, I guess there was a little bit of an impromptu march on State Street. I don't know if you you saw that um, or maybe you were affiliated with that. 
But we have no summer solstice. We have no Fourth of July celebration in terms of fireworks. Uh, no traditional fiesta celebration and all of that. What's your sort of take on losing these experiences this year? Um, how are you dealing with that? You know, it's a sad time for these organizations who usually um, are kind of this traditional element of all things Santa Barbara, Solstice, Fiesta, Fourth of July celebrations, Earth Day, all of these have had to go by the wayside this year. But within with that said, a lot of these organizations, including Summer Solstice, have learned so much with going digital. So we put together an all online uh, a festival, even a, a virtual parade where we had over 300 submissions of people doing 20-second videos of them dancing, doing and all kinds of different things, and those were spliced together yeah. into a full hour-and-a-half parade. Yeah. Um, and other organizations are finding that this is a good time to document all of the positive work they've been doing over the past number of years so that they can highlight that in different ways. But it is... It's really a hard time to wonder when we will be able to have major events again. You know, um, the downtown organization has uh, traditionally put on a holiday parade, and that is something that we don't think that we'll be able to put on again this year. Even by early some, December? Is that it's, usual? It's re- exactly, mm-hmm. because, you know, the cases are going up at this point in time and you know it's something that we will probably do some kind of a modified mm. version of it whether it's small processions a vendor fair or something like that so it's it's hard to say at this moment it's something that we kind of would love to hold on to but i i don't know that that's going to be feasible this year what did you do on summer solstice saturday I was managing all the tech behind the oh, scenes okay. on all of the stuff. Uploading all the videos, making sure people could Exactly. Hear it. We had a lot of different musicians submitting uh, you know, concerts in their home, that kind of thing. We did a lot of interviews with our local artists over the time <clears throat> and I was managing like the comments behind the parade, yeah, that kind of stuff. What do you think of State Street and the fact that we've closed about eight blocks to to cars and opened it up to to people? Is this winning for everybody. I, you know, I had heard some people who are at the end of those blocks sort of feel like, you know, they've been sort of closed off, the people who are not part of those open blocks. So people may not be going there. Or maybe if you're a restaurant on uh, Chipala or something on that side, maybe people weren't finding you as much. Uh, what do you think of this effort by the city to open it up to people? It's a, we've received mostly a positive response from the community and from the business community that's within the about 10 blocks of that district that is closed to uh, cars. But uh, with that said, that does present uh, issues for people who are just outside of it, like you said, or they're in it, but it's, you know, they don't get the same walking traffic that they had normally gotten, like La Arcada mm-hmm. or even um, Stern's Wharf has reached out to say that, you know, the success of it is actually affecting how many people are going out to Stern's Wharf. Uh, yeah. So it is a mix. And right now it's just a emergency uh, temporary situation until September 8th. It is being looked at to see if what elements make sense to potentially keep after that, whether it's 
due to the health restrictions and, and that type of thing, or if some of the things, like maybe some of the parklets or some of the aspects of outdoor dining, whether it's in the street or the sidewalk, can stay. So that is being explored, and I think there's a lot of benefits coming from it, but there's some ch- some challenges, of course, as well, especially because it happens so quickly. Yeah. Um, later in August, I expect there to be a more uh, public process to discuss what's going to happen after September 8th. Do you hear anybody say we like the cars cruising on State Street, that they miss that aspect, people seeing the businesses and then coming to visit later? Or is that sort of an older argument? I haven't really heard that particularly about cruising. I have heard from some businesses that you know, if they have, say, older clientele that usually is able to come pick something up right in front of their business where they, they have a loading zone, that's a challenge for them. They want to be able to have that easy access um, oh, yeah. parking. Mm-hmm. But I haven't really heard about it cruising. I think mm-hmm. the cruising has turned into bike riding. Yeah. I've seen a couple key people who just cruise it on their bikes every single day or on skateboards. So I think the cruising is just becoming more of a a pedestrianized version of cruising. Okay. And, you know, part of all of this discussion in terms of revitalizing State Street, even before the pandemic, was a discussion of building housing downtown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that going on right now among the development community and city of Santa Barbara. What's your take on more housing downtown? Should we be building housing so that people who work downtown can uh, can walk to work. Um, you know, there's a whole new generation of people who apparently want to be able to enjoy the nightlife, walk downtown, shop. They don't want cars. They want to be able to uh, sort of minimize as much as possible and sort of have an experiential type of uh, living situation. What do you think? Should Santa Barbara build more housing downtown? Do you like the direction that people are at least talking about right now? I think um – The more housing that we can have downtown, the more it's going to support our business community because we will have more people uh, being able to frequent those businesses. Um, It is, you know, it's always a controversial uh, element of if you're going to provide housing, how much parking are you going to provide for that? I think we are finding, uh, especially with this experiment and in different cities across the nation, people are willing to sacrifice Uh, having a dedicated parking spot um, if they can still have something that they might pay for um, or if they have a shared zip car situation or similar or they might have a shared bike situation there is going to be a new uh, bike share program coming to Santa Barbara Mm -hmm. here shortly so that's going to be rolled out soon so I think all of these elements can support uh, the housing situation, and I, th- I think that more housing uh, would be really valuable. So let's talk about going forward now. You know, you sort of outlined kind of where things are at mm-hmm. in terms of how people are responding to the latest news with the governor and sort of the, the state of downtown and State Street. Let's look forward a little bit here. Um, what's going to happen from your perspective? Do you see this scenario as getting worse before it gets better? I mean, can Santa Barbara survive this in the way that we once knew? There's, I think it was, uh, you know, UCSB had said that 30% of the the restaurants that closed would never be able to reopen again. Um, 
Is this a time of like, concern and dread and fear? I mean, what do you, how do you feel about where we're headed with all this? All really good questions. And I think the questions of the day, really, I mean, time will tell. But I feel like there's, you know, there's a sense of, in some aspects, renewed optimism for downtown. There's enough uh, change afoot that it's creating opportunities for some that are uh, willing and progressive enough to explore changing their business or uh looking at things in a different way. We may be able to look at some of the spaces that are downtown, whether they're a vacant um, storefront, might be able to be reused in different ways. Uh, Now it doesn't seem that retail needs quite that amount of space that they may um, traditionally have had. So shared spaces, I think, are a really good thing to be considering. I think we will see Quite a number of businesses, unfortunately, uh, have to close uh, because many of them were either um, struggling prior to this, and it just is kind of put the final kind of final punch mm-hmm. uh, for this. But you know, for those people who are in that situation, they may find that they have learned so many skills along the way that they may do something completely different or similar that can better support their livelihood and, um, you know, not have the stress of having either the same level of brick and mortar. So I think, you know, I I suppose I am always an eternal optimist or practical situ- person, but there's, we're going to have some problems. There's no doubt about it. You know, there, this is a very unique situation we're in. But those that are going to be really progressive and look at things in a way that they have opportunity to um, make those changes or transition into a better place, there will be places for that. I think we'll, we'll be seeing a lot of that. Well, thank you so much, Robin, for your time. This has been really enlightening. I appreciate it. Thank you. And you can find more podcasts like this at SantaBarbaraTalks.com. And thanks, as always, to Kiva Cowork for supporting these podcasts.